0: Choose the cup. Today, James and John come to Jesus with a bold request. Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Which already feels a little manipulative. You know, it's kind of like when the kids come up to the parents and say, Hey, Mom and Dad, do you care about me? Do you love me? Will you give me whatever I want? To which parents usually say, no. And then, what's the question? But Jesus actually listens to them. And he says, What do you wish me to do for you? So Jesus actually listens. Jesus wants to hear what it is we want. And, And I think we do talk this way with the Lord, right? We go to him and we're like, Lord, make this person better that's sick. Lord, I want these good grades, and I want this job to work out. Lord, I want this relationship to be the one. And so James and John give Jesus their request. Grant that in your glory, we may sit one at your right and the other at your left. What do they want? They want happiness. Like, Lord, when you go to heaven, we want to be with you. Which is a beautiful desire, like, Lord, I want to share in your, in your peace, in your joy, your eternal happiness. So then Jesus puts a question back to them. Okay, can you drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? What, what, what's happening here? Jesus is saying that glory that you desire, that's a desire that the Father has put into you to lead you to him. And the path to get there is through the cross. And so if you want the glory, if you want that great ending, so to speak, or really the next chapter, then are you willing to embrace what it takes to get there? There's a... A talk you may have heard of Simon Sinek. He's a speaker, commentator. And one of the things he speaks on, like with millennials, for example, he says, here's the thing with millennials. He says, millennials see the top of the mountain, but they don't see the mountain. Like they want the glory and the title and all that awesomeness. But they don't realize that you actually have to hike the mountain and do a lot of hard work to get there. This past summer NAU got a new strength and conditioning coach and during the first week the the athletes went out to the field and around the field were like 15 of those plastic buckets. And so one of the athletes asked like, hey um, coach, what's with the buckets? And he's like, oh, uh, that's so that it's close by when you need to, you know, throw up. Coach is like, if you want to do this, we're gonna do it. If you want to be different and better than you've ever been, you're gonna to have to do different things. And actually NAU kind of showed that yesterday, if you were there by chance, that uh, when the other team was kind of catching up in the fourth quarter, that um, NAU had the conditioning to push through and won the football game 59 to 35. And, and so, and actually if you asked any athlete, They all want to be there, you know, victorious, but not everybody's willing to do the work to embrace the difficulty to be able to get there because it's actually the journey, the embracing, the difficulty that molds us into the people worthy of that glory. And so they go to Jesus. All right, Jesus, we want this. And Jesus is the one to ask, because Jesus is God. Jesus can do anything. It, it, reminded me, it reminds me of when Jesus is on the cross, and somebody calls up to him and says, if you're the Son of God, come down from that cross. Well, Jesus is God, and he could have come down. He could have done anything. Jesus can do anything. But rather than come down, what does he do? He embraces the cross. He embraces the Father's will. That Jesus, who's perfect, who always does what is best, that he doesn't stop the suffering when he can, but he recognizes the cross as coming from the Father's will and embraces it. But also Jesus embraces it because that's where we are. Like, did Jesus want to suffer? No, even in the garden, what does he say? It's, it's like the last temptation of the evil one to Jesus. It basically, it's, it's the temptation that says, You don't have to do this, you can, just, you can just give in. And so Jesus says that in the garden. He says, Father, take this cup away. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. but not my will your will be done. And I think there's there's a there's power in just saying it. In th- that moment when I want to just throw in the towel, you know that moment? That moment when you just when you just want to say screw it? Like it's not worth it anymore. Like you persevere through so much and then you're just at your wits end and you've got no energy left and you wanted to say forget it. It's like yeah, I've come so far. I know that I'm not quite 21, but you know what? It's I'm not going to wait anymore to drink or yeah, we're dating, but you know what? We're going to get married one day, but so we know we're going to get married. So why, why should we wait? And yet it's the very embracing of the father's will choosing to embrace that hard road that the Lord invites us to take that actually makes us into those people of glory But here's the thing, that whenever you and I, when we choose that hard road, when we choose the cross, when we embrace the cup, that Jesus is right there the whole time. We will never have to carry a cross alone. Because the Lord is with us every step of the way. Now, but we don't have to do that. Nobody has to. It's an invitation, and a lot of people choose not to. And if we don't have the freedom to go we don't have the freedom to stay and so it's a choice though i i think of it this way that i can i can take the easy road now and it's going to be more difficult later or i can take the difficult road now and it'll be easier later it's kind of we feel that with school right (laughs) you know we're halfway through the semester and and if we were taking it easy at the beginning of the semester well things just got hard didn't it (laughs) But if we, I, I was talking to one student this week. I won't reveal their name so you don't get mad at them. And they're like, I'm like, how's it going? They're like, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, really? They're like, well, I've been working hard all semester. So you just keep going. They can hang out with their friends, do things. Because they worked hard and now they can enjoy it. It's like that, that couple that, that's been married 50 years and it's like everybody wants that. But we don't see the years of hard conversations and hard work that got there. So we can kick it easy now, and it's going to be a lot harder later. Or we can do the hard thing, knowing the Lord is with us, doing his will, and knowing that it's going to be worth it. It's going to be awesome. I, this is kind of a silly example, but I was talking with the priest last night, the rectory, and one of the priests said, hey, I just read an article And it talked about how one of the worst snacks you can eat is Cheez-Its. And we're like, really? And he said, the second worst one is Sour Patch Kids. And I was like, uh oh, time to change the diet. So I said, well, what's, he said, well, the problem is, uh, it's so processed that your body gets it and says, huh, what's this? Well, we'll figure it out later, just save it for later. And the body just stores it. And, and it made me think about how, so I, can, so I can take, if I'm hungry, I can just take the quick thing, the quick fix, but I'm gonna pay the price later. Or I can do the hard thing now and, and wait or go for something healthy or whatever. And later, be good, you know I can go to the gym now and enjoy good health later. Or I can pretend like I don't have a body and I can do nothing for my body and we'll pay the price later. But why am I talking about this? I, I think this is actually a big analogy too for sin. All sin is a coping mechanism of choosing the easy thing now. It's easier just to give in to what someone's pressuring me to do than to have a hard, honest conversation. It's it's easier just to give in to the temptation than to stay in the tension and to talk about it with the Lord. But that's always an option. That the Lord who's always with us, the Lord who chooses to go to the cross, the place of suffering, because that's where you and I are. And so it's love that moves him there. It's love that moves him to us, and when we open that door and invite the Lord in, there's nothing but love that comes in. It's just, we feel exposed. We're afraid of what's gonna happen. But he says, I've got a better way. Here, let's do this together. Jesus chose to go to the cross to go between those two criminals. And when you and I, when we choose also to go to the cross with Jesus by our side, that the Father one day will recognize that and give us our reward to stand forever by the side of Christ.